Are you not entertained? Thoughts by DeVille Dia, the podcast. Are you ready to get into the mind of DeVille Dia? Yeah. Are you ready to dive into the thoughts of DeVille Dia? Yeah. Let's do this without further ado. What's going on, everybody? You're tuned in to Thoughts About DeVille D.I. And I'm your host, DeVille D.I. And this is Growing Up DeVille, where I tell you my life story. I go into the intricate details of the things and times that shaped me into the DeVille D.I. that you know and love today. So, on today's episode entitled, My Buddy, a.k.a. Friends Forever, Just Like the Chucky Doll. So, at this point, I'm in Valdosta, Georgia, and my sister has gotten my swag tight. If you don't know why that is important, then you need to go back and listen to the last episode. So, I'm down there. I got my swag together. So, you think everything would be good, but no, it was not. And I'm going to tell you why. See, when I uh, first moved from the Carolinas to Ohio, I was so country. I had such a thick country drawl accent that they thought I was deaf. They thought it was something wrong with my hearing. So the school kept sending me to this little room to have my hearing tested. And I never understood why I kept, because it, it wasn't like the whole class went. They'd come and they'd call my name and whatever, a couple of us to get up and go. And there'd be other kids from other classes in there. And we, you know, put on the headphones and it's like, raise your hand when you hear this beep and all that type of crap. And I was wondering why I kept getting called down to do these tests, right? So it, what it was is the way that I talked, they thought I was deaf. So they put me into a speech class. And <laughs> they basically taught me how to speak without the thick country accent that I had. So by the time I got down to Valdosta, I spoke probably, I, I probably spoke better than I speak now. So that was another thing that I was picked on about because they said that I talked proper or white. As you will notice, if you're, if you're not part of the uh, urban community, the black African American, whatever you want to call it, community, then you may not understand that when you speak uh, proper English and you don't use vernacular and you enunciate and you pronounce your syllables, you understand what I'm saying? That is considered talking white in some areas. So they felt like I talked like a white boy. So that was just another reason to get picked on. But I did find a friend, my buddy, a.k.a. my friend, to the end. As I told y'all in the last episode, if you didn't listen, go back and listen. I met this guy, and he encouraged me to not uh, let this guy bully me on the bus. So we became friends, and he was really cool. you know. And I was trying to figure out how... He was maneuvering because he was a real smart kid, but he never he didn't never got picked on. Nobody ever bothered him. You know, everybody showed him respect, but he was a smart kid. And I was a smart kid. So I figured maybe if I hang with him, you know, I can uh, you know, not get beat up. Because I was they I was catching him. I wasn't getting beat up a lot. 
I wasn't getting beat up at this point. It was just a, a constant teasing for whatever reason, my haircut, you know, the clothes I wore, whatever. But this guy is accepting me. But he did. He did. I have to tell you this. He did push for the rivalry with my arch nemesis. And I'm going to tell you how this kid could draw. I mean, he could draw his ass off. He could draw anything. So as we was hanging together, he started to teach me how to draw. And I was getting pretty good. So one day, we had free time in class. So, of course, I go over to where he's sitting. Because at this point, this is my best friend. And so we're kicking it back there. And he's drawing a picture. He's actually drawing, has two pictures that he's drawing. One picture he's drawing for the guy who was my nemesis. And the other picture he was drawing for another guy. See, he drew that good to where kids would want him to draw pictures for them. And then, of course, they'd go around and lie and say that they drew the picture or just show the picture off. So he was trying to finish up these two pictures during um, our free time before our next class. So he slides me a picture. And he's like, hey, finish this picture for me. Now, this is in like the, it was probably like the 90s at this point, like 1990 or something <coughs> and um so the simpsons were the crave and at the time the cool thing was to do to do was to draw bart simpson but put him in like hip-hop clothing you know you draw bart simpson and you put him in like all feli gear or all nike gear or something like that so that's what he was back to doing he was drawing this picture of bart simpson and I think it was like Fila, and then he had another Bart Simpson he was drawing that I don't remember what was wearing. So one was for one kid, and one was for the other kid. So he's like, I need, uh, help me finish this picture. And he slides me the picture, and I'm like, uh, uh, you know, I'm not as good as you. He's like, you know, it don't matter. You know, just finish the picture for me. But I knew that he was drawing the picture for the guy that didn't like me already. So I'm like, nah, because then you going to get me beat up. And he's like, no, okay, well, then finish this picture. What he did was did he did the bait and switch. He did the old switcheroo. He's like, how is the guy going to know, number one, that you didn't do the picture, that I didn't do the picture? Because our drawing styles are the same because he taught me how to draw. So I'm like, whatever. I'm sitting over here. I'm drawing the picture. And what happens? This guy walks up on us, and he's like, what, y'all? What are you doing? I'm like, what? And he's like, is, uh, is that my picture? And he's, and uh, my friend's like, yeah, he's doing your picture. He's finished your picture. He snatches the picture out of me. He's looking at it. He's examining this picture probably closer than he's ever examined a picture in his life. And so he's mad. And he's like, you better be lucky that you didn't mess up my picture. And he's like, dang, man, I wanted you to draw my picture. And he walks off. And I think that was part of the rivalry you know i think that kind of pushed the rivalry for it a little bit more so i know you're probably thinking okay your friend's a butthole but he wasn't he wasn't he was a really he was a really cool kid see in his mind he was thinking that if he had me draw the picture then i'd do a good job but he thinks that i'm cool and you know he doesn't pick on me anymore but it had the complete opposite effect now this guy like I said, me and him became real friends, and but it was a a culture shock. Even though we were both black, his lifestyle was a lot different than my lifestyle because his family was uber religious. I mean, like, 
when I go to uh, spend the night at his house and go to hang out with him, I noticed things like his sisters and his mom, they didn't wear pants. They never wore pants. They weren't allowed to perm their hair. His sisters could talk on the phone with guys, but they were not allowed to call guys. So if, if a guy wanted to talk to them, he had to call them, which is, I mean, that's cool. And they couldn't talk, I think, like after five, five o'clock or something like basically when their dad got home, they weren't allowed to talk on the phone anymore. And things like um, they couldn't watch any of the music channels on TV. They didn't even have those channels. They couldn't watch uh, what was it? Arsenio Hall show was popular at the time. And uh, Showtime at the Apollo. They couldn't watch either one of these and that was strange to me because like showtime of the apollo that was a show that me and my whole family would watch together like me my mom my sisters uh my nephew no my nephew was little so he used to be sleep around that time but we stay up i think it came on sunday night saturday night it was sunday or saturday night it came on we still we were allowed to stay up to watch showtime at the apollo but they couldn't watch it so I remember one time I spent the night at his house and so we're up they let us they let us stay up late because he had a guest and so we're in the living room watching TV he's falling asleep and his sister comes in and she's like you know um do you want to watch this what I don't know what I was watching but I was like you know whatever so she turns to Arsenio Hall and you know she's running back and forth at this time i don't know they're not allowed to watch this stuff so they're watching she's watching arsenio hall and then the older sister comes out and she's like hey you know if daddy wakes up it's gonna be this this, this, then so she's like well you know daddy ain't gonna get up so we're sitting up there uh watching arsenio hall and the wild thing about it was that this i think uh uh, I want to say it was like I think MC Hammer I think it was like the Pumps in the Bump That song Pumps in the Bump That MC Hammer had I think he was on there performing that If I'm not Either way I, it, it was a rap song And it was very inappropriate for their household And I found that amusing That <laughs> out of everything they could have been watching Or you know watch that night That they just so happened to turn to the Arsenio Hall So on the night at the time where I think that's why they was watching it because they knew he would be on there. That's what I think it was. It was like Arsenio Hall or Johnny Gill or something like that. But we'll continue this story in a second. But let me tell you about my sponsor. Yeah, so this was my man, my ace bone coon and all that. So I started to spend a lot of time at his house. And he introduced me to things that I had never known before. Like we was pretty much two of the smartest kids in the class at least two of the smartest male students in the class we got straight a's all the time so um we'd be on honor roll we either be on straight a honor roll or we'd be on a b honor roll because it was cool to be on honor roll <laughs> in elementary school and so he showed me things like i didn't know there was this place called fun factory down there in the mall fun factory was basically a arcade 
kind of like a Chuck E. Cheese or something like that, minus the food. They didn't sell food. But you go in there, you get tokens, you play games. You can either just play straight video games. You can play the games to win tickets and save up your tickets. And then, you know, get something from behind the counter. I remember, man, I saved tickets for the longest because they had a Johnny Gill tape back there. And I don't know why in the hell I wanted that Johnny Gill tape so bad. I think it was like 100 plus tickets. I saved tickets and saved tickets and saved tickets. And I got that damn tape, though. I got that tape and I listened to it. And I ended up recording over that tape for a school project that me and him did together. But I didn't know that if you went there and you showed him your report card, they gave you a, a tokens for every like i don't remember how it was but the great your grades got you a certain amount of tokens but it wasn't a lot so i found out that every time he got his report card his dad would take him up there and let him you know get his tokens so i decided i wanted to go too and of course my sister sent me up there with um you know she sent me with some money so because it what you you're only gonna get a few tokens because my sister's the type of person she investigated the situation before she sent me let me go up there so she realized i think it was only like 10 tokens and you can't really do much with 10 tokens at the fun factor i think four tokens you got four tokens for a dollar and a lot of games took like two tokens so 10 tokens really wasn't you know you could have spent that in 10 minutes so we went up there and we got our tokens and we went and we played some played some games and whatnot and then once those tickets from the the tokens from the uh report card was over, it was like it's time to go. He didn't even buy any more tokens and I was like, What what are you, what are you doing? But see, at the time I didn't realize that that family, you know, they were they weren't the most affluent family in the uh, <laughs> in the neighborhood, you know. So they we we played the tokens and I, it was cool with me. It was just odd to me at the same time. So we left there and we went to Burger King because Burger King, if you gave them your report card, you got like a cheeseburger. So we went to Burger King, we got the cheeseburger, we sat down, we ate our cheeseburger, and then we left. And like, oh, this is new to me because I, I was kind of spoiled. I was kind of spoiled growing up. And I was like, we really just going to go in here and get a cheeseburger. And I was a greedy little kid. So I was like, we really just go in here and get a cheeseburger and leave. But we did. But those was things that he introduced me to that I didn't know about. And I appreciated them. I appreciate them to this day. And he ended up getting me into the church because he went to church so much. These people went to church like three, four times a week. So if I went over there to hang out with him nine times out of ten, I was going to end up going to church. And it was it was it was a task because I didn't like going to church. If you go back a couple episodes to the sins of the flesh, you'll understand why I didn't care for church. But. Like, I had an earring and stuff like that. You couldn't wear an earring in the church. They had all type of rules. But I, I go because I wanted to hang out 
with my partner, even it would be like Saturdays and, and we end up in church. So he got me in the church, man. I actually got into the, I uh, did a, the Easter program, got up there and said the wrong damn speech because I had two uh, speeches to say, one that I was doing by myself and I had one that I was doing with uh, another young man. We were paired up together and I got up, I got in there and I went to doing my, uh, <laughs> I went to doing my speech and I got that joke all wrong. I'm talking about all wrong. And I was like, Oh, nope, that ain't it. <laughs> Everybody laughed at me. That's still a joke that my mom tells to this day about how I messed up that speech. But yeah, man, that was my partner, man. And then eventually we end up moving. We actually moved on the side of town that he lived on. So I would walk around there and hang out with him. But so for some reason, somehow, I don't really, I, uh, we, we became kind of distant. I don't think his parents really cared for me hanging with him too tough anyway because, you know, I was somewhat of a heathen. And, like, they didn't eat bacon. And he came over to spend the night at my house one night. And my mom and my mom and my sister went to Wendy's bought us food and they came back and they had junior bacon cheeseburgers i love junior bacon cheeseburgers to this day and so we get our food and we're sitting down and we're eating and he looks at it and he's like oh i'm good i'm like what you you're not hungry he's like not uh he's like i'm hungry but i can't eat that it's like what like why I don't eat pork That's when I found out he didn't eat pork So I go in there I'm a little kid I go in there I tell my mom uh, He says he don't eat pork and she's, <laughs> My mom was like Well he better take the damn bacon off of it We done did When he got the food Because I had one of those type of mamas But He ended up uh, Yeah he ended up just taking the bacon off of it and giving it to me, and he ate he ate the burger, so it was yeah we had a different little conflicts of things that we did that my family did that his family didn't do, and I don't really think his parents too much cared for us hanging together, but so we kind of drew apart. But in my new neighborhood, I made more friends. I made um uh, I met these guys Josh and Pete. I'm gonna say their names because. They're probably, I don't, whatever. I met these guys, Josh and Pete. They were brothers. We moved to this street called Bay Meadows. This nice brown house. I loved this house. It was a beautiful house. Had a yard again. You know, had neighbors. I could go outside. And these two kids, Josh and Pete, lived on the corner. And, you know, they had dirt bikes. Their father went out and built a whole freaking tree house in the woods. And then on the other side of the street, there were some more trees, some more woods, whatever you want to call it. And that father built a swing. It was a tire attached to a rope. And he shot, the story that I was told is he shot an arrow with the rope up in the tree. Then climbed the tree, got the rope, attached the rope to the tree. And they used that uh, rope and tire. And they just swing around out there, have a good time. And I'd go out there and hang out with them. But it was weird. I was scared because I had never experienced anything like that, man. 
and this tree house this was like a big tree house that went f covered several trees and, and they didn't own any of this property they just went out there and did whatever they felt like doing back there they had made paths and everything to ride the dirt bikes all back behind their houses and stuff it was cool man that's how i learned how to ride a dirt bike they took me out to a field one day and you know taught me how to ride a dirt bike so these was my new buddies and i spent the night at their house a couple times too and even there i ended up going to church but they were catholic and that was my first experience at a catholic church and so it, that was strange to me because you know it was all that stand up sit down stand up sit down and then they sing oh And I was like, what is going on in here? Never experienced that before in my life. And we took communion or community is what I called it. That was the first time I took community. But it was pretty cool. I never went back again after that first time. And then they end up trying to get me into a Boy Scout troop. But I wasn't really with it because it was just it was strange to me. Their trip was just weird, and the old guys was extra friendly, and they had pedophile faces, so I didn't want to came with those guys anymore, but that's all I got for y'all today, man. Thank y'all for tuning in to Thoughts by DeVille D.I., growing up DeVille D.I., I hope you enjoyed the story. You know, tune in Monday for the Morning Discipline, and hopefully next week I'll give you another show. Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. If I got Maul back to drink on you'll probably get a show next week you understand what i'm saying uh, y'all have a good day